Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Hello, I'm Gary McCulley, and welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. Today, I'm speaking with Iran Havi, founder and CTO of Iguazio. How's it going, Iran? Great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Tell us a little bit about what Iguazio does. Sure. So what Iguazio does is high-performance data platform that converges all the different sort of uh, modern data types, like NoSQL and object and file and, and tables and streams, all that in sort of a unified data model and data platform that works extremely fast. And that allows continuous analytics. So everyone is now trying to move uh, ahead with sort of uh, cloud applications, analytics, machine learning. So what we can do is process data on the fly, you know, injected the stream on one end, uh, be able to analyze it using sort of more database-like technologies and aggregations and serve it to target applications, all that in real time, extremely fast. And what we also do is a full-blown platform. So it has security and multi-tenancy and everything. So for customers, they don't have to deploy one component at a time. It's pretty much like a cloud, like an Amazon service that you would deploy and you deploy it on-prem or in an edge location for IoT use cases. So that's the overview of what we do. Tell us about what continuous analytics is. Yeah, so if you think about how analytics started, it's very batch-oriented. You take some data sets from existing data sets, and you collect it, and then you aggregate it, and you crunch it for a few hours, and then you generate some response. But where the future lies is really in, in all real time. Things like fraud detection, you inject data, and you want to immediately know if this is a fraud or not. Or think about image uh, recognition, that someone looks at some camera, and you want to know who's the guy, and maybe it's historical data. Or think about a doctor that takes an MRI picture and analyzes that and wants to know if there's cancer in the picture. doesn't want to wait for two hours. Everything needs to be immediate. Uh, or talking about IoT, where you have all those smart cars generating sensor data, and you want to know immediately how to avoid an accident or some other things, and it may require some data that's collected across multiple cars, not just the data that's collected within an individual car. So this is all about turning analytics to something which is more real-time by nature. Another element of the continuous analytics is you have to keep on updating your model, your software, continuously, because maybe you created some application, you want to add the feature, or you found a bug, and it's real-time. So how do you update code in a real-time fashion? So this is where you'll use the more modern continuous integration, continuous development paradigms taken from microservices container technologies. So this continuous analytics is these two elements. One is being able to process data in flight, combining historical data that you gathered before, data models that are sort of historical, and uh, streaming, which is more real-time, that's one portion, and the other one is how do you continuously update your software and create elasticity around your processing here. Help us understand what contemporary data pipelines are and what's wrong with them. So uh, today you have different types of data, and each one is handled by a different type of data store or database. Uh, if you have things that are optimized for streaming, like Kafka or in Amazon you have a Kinesis, uh, which is more oriented to, you know, I just have a continuous stream of data, I want to write it down, or you think about video streaming as another example. Uh, there are things that are more uh, real-time databases that mainly are in memory, things like Redis, 
is familiar with that, or others that are more for low latency access or memcached, you know, for low latency access to data. So you have, a, for example, a web page coming, and you have a user ID, and you want to get the information about that user. You stored it in an in-memory database. You won't wait for a complete database because it's going to take too long. And then you have other databases that are more query-oriented, you know, write SQL, et cetera. For each one of those things, you have to go and deploy a different package, and each one of those packages have its own disks and its own security and its own high availability. That becomes sort of a nightmare. And another challenge is that you have to move data between those tiers because each tier is optimized to a different read pattern. You know, maybe it's more random or more sequential, and it's very, very hard for enterprises to deploy. So what we did, we said, you know what? We'll just create one unified model. We re-architect the entire storage or in database architecture. We sort of collapse the database logic and the storage steering logic and storage management logic into a single sort of process that knows how to have the intelligence of a database, but the low-level understanding of how flash works and memory and networking and storage be very efficient. We know how to do multiple types of indexes on that data. So it can be accessed by different types of random sequential patterns. It knows how to store all different types of data, uh, documents, tables, streams, files, etc., and just have different APIs, which are all standard APIs. So we don't reinvent the APIs. We just visualize the data through different APIs. And then what it really allows you is first the deployment is much simpler because you only deploy one platform that exposes itself as multiple things. And second, you stop moving the data. You just write data in one form, maybe as a stream. You want to query the data as if it was a database. You don't have to move the data and transform it and do ETL like you do today into a database that's organized as a table. You just use the table API and you query the same data. So what it allows is, is huge amount of simplicity. It's now way more secure because once you don't move the data, you can audit all the access to the data. You can maintain the identities of who wrote and read the data over time, give permissions without moving different systems. It also improves the performance because you don't have all those data movement. You don't need to waste balance. You don't need to waste time on moving the data. You just can query data in place. Do you have a storage product in the market today? Yeah, we have a beta version of a product, but there are already a bunch of customers already working with that. Uh, very impressed from the capabilities, or for example, what we can do on database transaction performance is about 100 times faster than what others do uh, because we collapse all those different layers. We wrote some uh, blogs and shared some content on that, how we do those. It's really sort of reinventing all the storage stack, thinking of flash more as memory than most people think about it as this. So again, we have very good traction with customers. We have more demand than what we can actually uh, serve today. What are some of the hardware components of your product? We're using the infrastructure in a very optimal fashion. So we use 100 gigabit network adapters because we can support 100 gig throughput on each one of the nodes. We direct access with things like DPDK and advanced libraries for networking. We use NVMe Flash to deliver the performance using Intel in many cases. We also advanced libraries of how to manipulate and use NVMe Flash. Uh, we use the Intel CPUs the Intel Xeon processor E5-2600 family. Yes, and we create a very parallel stack that knows how to maximize 30 CPU cores that you have in one system. There's a lot of attention on how all those 30 CPUs work entirely in parallel without any locks between them, without any starvation points. 
Uh, we use uh, the vector instruction set of the CPUs in many of the algorithms that we develop. The search algorithms are very compute intensive. When you're doing database and not the traditional storage, there are a lot of aspects of search and index which are very CPU intensive and memory intensive. So we had to redesign the memory and the algorithms in a way that is optimized to how CPU pipeline works. We get sort of a 10x boost just from doing those low-level tricks of how to use the Intel vector instruction set and how to create a more streamlined memory access pattern. The thing about databases, you have a lot of lookups, and that means a lot of different access to memory, which sort of kills the CPU performance. And if you know how to combine those memory accesses with more of a streamlined architecture, Think like what CPU does in pipelining and prediction. Uh, we do that at the application level. You're also using some of our data center SSD products. Yes, we use the latest versions of NVMe. We have very tight collaboration with the Intel Search Product Group. Uh, we're working on some early samples of the 3D Crosspoint. Yeah, 3D Crosspoint helps address that latency issue. Where can our listeners go to learn more about your products? They can go into our architecture page and products page in the website. It's iguaz.io, I-G-U-A-Z.io. I do a lot of blogging, both independently as well as on our product. Uh, and you can always ping me uh, through Twitter, LinkedIn, emails. I'm very responsive. Well, thanks for your time, and best wishes to Iguazio. Thanks. 